0: Hello, Internet. My name's Jonathan Cook. And I'm Matt Noble. And this week, we have a special podcast for all you Screen Verdict listeners. It's our 20th. 20th podcast. Yes. Many said we wouldn't make it. Who are these people? You have mean friends <laughs> there. you know, no <laughs> one was saying that to me. <laughs> Who was saying we wouldn't make 20 podcasts? Oh, just some people. <laughs> I don't want to name names. I'm not a hater. Before our 20th podcast, we're bringing you the long-awaited... Return of Jafar podcast. Yes, uh, which I, I'm sure our fans on our Facebook page will uh,
1: be very excited about. If you're not a fan on our Facebook page yet, could be a good thing to
0: do. Yeah. Find a screen verdict. Screen verdict on Facebook. So why might we be doing a Return of Jafar podcast, a film that came out in 1994 straight to video? <laughs> well, it said on the uh, we, we just dusted off the VHS... And
1: uh put that in and it said exclusive to home video. <laughs> um well in our first podcast we were talking about the Pixar films and I, I feel like Wally had done something straight out of Return of Jafar. Um and it, and it's sort of uh since then we've no I've noticed quite a few other movies take things from Return of Jafar. Um some of them do them just as well, maybe better, like maybe Wally, um, and some of them uh do them much worse. Like Twilight um, <laughs> it seems to be the bar you want you want to sort of meet
0: or clear the return of Jafar bar when uh doing plot points in a film yeah, definitely a classic the return of Jafar definitely something yeah. that the uh yeah. filmmakers of today have been <laughs> pinching pinching a few ideas from for sure for sure it's the gold standard <laughs> it's a sequel
1: actually. <laughs> to the movie Aladdin, the Disney movie Aladdin. Have you heard of this Aladdin film?
0: Vaguely. I'm not sure it did as well as Return of Jafar. <laughs> it's very you know.
1: hard to compare box office versus straight-to-video sales. <laughs> uh, it's probably would be unfair to say one of them did better than the other.
0: <laughs>
1: um, so you've seen Aladdin before?
0: Yes. As a, as a kid, I, I loved the Disney movies. Yeah, I'm sure I watched... Both Aladdin and The Return of Jafar, yeah, on more than one occasion. Mm. Though it has been a good fifteen or so years since I've seen either of them. Yeah. So it was interesting to rewatch because we did just rewatch Return of Jafar, Return of VHS, <laughs> dusted off, got the old Disney promos
1: at the beginning of the VHS. <laughs> that Aristocats looks good. <laughs> Lay it on me, Scat Cat. <laughs> a rinky dinky dinky. Oh, man. So we'll be renting that soon. That's on video. Coming soon to video. (laughs) Although that was a 1994 video we're watching, so it's probably out now. (laughs) Yeah, but did you have fond memories of Aladdin? Is Aladdin something you were excited to revisit
0: the world of Aladdin? I think it was. uh, Of the Disney films, I would say that Aladdin was probably in the top few One of my favorites. Maybe not my number one, but in the top five Disney films. I think it's probably my number two. I think I was most interested to see whether I preferred the Return of (laughs) Jafar to Aladdin. Yes. Yes. (laughs) I presuming Return of Jafar is number one.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, maybe, maybe not. We'll 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 find out. We'll talk about your memory. memory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, Aladdin, a great film, I thought. Yeah, just, just incredible, good story. Uh, It's quite well-rounded because, like, uh, it's about Aladdin, but you've also got a Disney princess in there. You've got a good villain in Jafar. You've got a crazy comic relief in the genie. It's a well-rounded sort of ensemble,
0: the Aladdin team. Now, apparently not all of the team returned... For yes. The Return of Jafar. No. You'd Jafar Returned, or else the, <laughs> the title doesn't make sense. It was not The Return of Robin Williams to Return <laughs> of Jafar. Obviously,
1: a very iconic performance by Robin Williams in the original. As the genie. Yeah, I'd argue that's probably one of the best voice performances we've seen in an animated film.
0: Until Ted Danson... Does uh, <laughs> animations voiceover? Uh, yes, <laughs> it could be the best.
1: Yes, so uh, definitely. Uh, but he did not return. John, I'll tell you the story on why Ron Williams did not return for Return of Jafar. There's a bit of a falling out with Disney, and you're going to have to pick Team Williams or Team Disney. Okay, okay. who is right in this? this? Yes, uh, Robin Williams agreed to do Aladdin for a very small amount of money, $75,000. That's not much, uh, especially a name like Robin Williams. But there was a condition to this good deal, and it was that his um, name or image not be used for marketing and his supporting character not take up more than 25% of the space on the advertising artwork. He had another film coming out. He didn't want that to to allow him to overshadow that other film. So Disney went back on that a little bit, or well, they were a bit sneaky <laughs> and they may have only used him for 25%, but they made all the other characters really small <laughs> of oh, the artwork. Uh, they sort of build his character ahead of others in books that came out and things like that, he, you know? So he, he was really bitter and upset about that. So he pulled out, they replaced him with Dan Castellaneta, who, uh, voices Homer Simpson on the Simpsons. And, uh, then, uh, when the head of Disney, when the head of Disney uh, was fired, um, I believe, yes, was fired and replaced by someone. Uh, the new guy arranged for a public apology to Williams on behalf of Disney, and Williams agreed to do the voice for the next uh, Aladdin video release, King of Thieves, uh, which Dan Kessler had already done the voices for. They just threw that all out and put Williams Williams' voice in instead. So, what what do you think, Jonathan?
0: Team Williams or Team Disney? Sounds like Williams being not much of a team player. Yeah. <laughs> being a bit sneaky here. It's like, yeah. well, I'll do this. I'll make a quick 75K, but I'm back in the other film that I'm doing toys to do better. I've got yeah. a more prominent role in that. So, uh, no, I don't, I don't want you guys to do too well. I just want yeah. to take my 75K and get out of here. Yeah. Got to say I'm on Team Disney. I think I want Team Disney too.
1: It seems like, and it seems like, like Disney, they, they sort of sort of stuck to the deal, like they sort of worked their way around it. I think they that was a smart move by Disney. I think, like, well, fine if you could only be in twenty five percent of the poster, we'll just make all the other characters much smaller. So I, I think, I think, I think, uh, Team Disney here. Robin Williams seems like he's being a bit of a diva. Did you did you uh, think Dan Castellaneta did an okay? Did
0: did it ruin the film not having Robin Williams do the voice? Well, before you actually told me the story, I said that the, uh, yeah. <laughs> that the genie in the Return of Jafar did his best Robin Williams impersonation. <laughs> I think it was quite a good impersonation. I didn't really miss him. I felt like it pretty much just was Robin Williams in the sequel. Yeah, I think it was fine. Like, um, that ruins my statement that it was one of, uh, Robin Williams,
1: one of the best voice performers <laughs> ever on film. Like, just Dan Castellanata can rock up and do pretty much the same thing. Now let's get to Return of Jafar, because that's what the listeners are really wanting to, <laughs> really wanting to hear about. And uh, it might surprise people who haven't seen this film, and have just seen the original Adam, to know that it's very um, Iago-heavy, <laughs> The Return of Jafar, uh, which is Jafar's um, assistant right-hand bird that people would remember from the first movie, but he was a fairly supporting character in that. And you could argue that Iago's the lead in this film.
0: Yeah, considering that the film, I think the full title is called Aladdin, The Return of Jafar. Yeah. It's surprising how little Aladdin or Jafar have to do with the film. Yeah. This is definitely The Return of Iago.
1: Yes. And uh, it really is a character study on Iago. Uh, We see um, a really, uh, a, a sort of battle between good and evil going on with Iago.
0: Like Dexter, he was faced Mm. with a a storyline pitting the two greatest forces uh, against each other, Mm. and we see him sort of flip-flopping between the two sides to best serve his own interests, Yes, and then in the end, he he picks a side. Yes. I thought this created a much more interesting story, perhaps, than following Aladdin, who we know is just going to be good, or Jafar, who we just know is going to be bad. Yeah. So perhaps the return of the Iago was, was the way to go.
1: Yeah, I think this was the best part of the movie, that they focused on a Iago, a character that many people probably would have chosen to focus on and really do have that struggle. And I thought that was quite quite compelling. He's a good character because he sort of says it like it is, too. Like, he's a bit negative, he's always putting people down. He's sort of a fun character.
0: Yeah, he's quite fun, and some of his recurring lines are quite funny. Like, friend is such a strong word, Yeah, but is such a strong word. Yeah. (laughs) I thought it was great
1: when you had Iago and the genie together, because Iago's sort of negative about everything and really selfish, and the genie's so positive about everything, (laughs) and it was just a really... Funny to see, like, Iago's being negative and she's like, we're the best friends ever. <laughs> <laughs> like, let's all have a group hug. Like, <laughs> I just thought that was pretty funny and, and really good. There are plenty of weaknesses to this film, but I actually found, like, it was a quite a good struggle between
0: good and evil that Iago was going through. Like, I bought where he was coming from. Yeah, I think that was one of the strengths of the film. It was quite realistic struggles that yeah. he was uh, presented with. And the character that we were presented with, in Iago made decisions that made sense within the story.
1: Yeah. He, he's someone who one of his fundamental character flaws would be that he's a coward. And he sort of doesn't want to do the wrong thing, but he's scared of Jafar. Jafar has that sort of uh, intimidation on him. And it's sort of the question of the film is whether he will break free from that stranglehold Jafar has on him. Yeah, so I, I, I thought that was pretty good. And uh, actually better than some of the other movies we've seen where you've had this struggle. Even Dexter, like, we didn't we didn't need to hear narration from Iago telling
0: us what he was thinking <laughs> to know what Iago was thinking. So I quite like that too. And Jafar was quite an intimidating figure, I think. Yeah. He stands out as one of the really good Disney Bad characters the yeah the bad guy in the film I would say Jafar is probably
1: the best Disney villain. He's pretty evil he's a bit crafty he's very powerful. yeah I'd say Jafar is probably the best Disney villain and I think that's why this this sequel
0: sort of uh, was also interesting that they had a, a good nemesis to face. We were saying in our Harry podcast that we were a little disappointed in uh, in Voldemort at his lack of craftiness. Yes, he didn't seem that hard to defeat in the yeah. end. Whereas Jafar, he has quite a detailed plan. He, yeah, he incorporates some of the the other characters well. The things that he does to Aladdin, you actually feel for Aladdin. They're yep. quite. They are actually quite evil. They're mm. they're quite. I remember being quite affected by the film yeah. when I watched it as mm. a child. The line there are things so much worse than death. Yeah. That really scared me as a child. I yeah. was like, oh man, I thought death was it. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. Look at the way he's messing with them. Yeah. This is some scary stuff.
1: I think definitely Jafar is a much better villain than Voldemort in the Harry Potter series. <laughs> no question. Um, so just the fact that he was back got me a bit interested, and I think it, it led to a quite good showdown at the end with
0: Jafar. There are some songs in the film. Yes, is the yep. of films are musicals. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Jafar, he actually had my favourite song in the Ooh. film. The song he sings uh, to the genie about him being second rate. Yeah. And I thought that was one of the most enjoyable tunes. But also the fact that he was beating the genie in this magic showdown yep. and telling him how second rate he was actually made quite an impact. Mm. I thought as a fan of the genie, I was like, oh no. Yeah. Junie is he's losing this fight. He's getting... Yeah. The whole time, someone's just singing at him in rhymes how second-rate he is. Yeah, <laughs> yes. like, well, some bad guys, Jafari is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, with the music, clearly this music is not your top Disney, you know, Oscar. Like, you know, Disney films that come out in the cinemas win Oscars for their music. <laughs> uh, like Alan Menken, who did the music for Aladdin... He won two Oscars for Aladdin, he won two Oscars for Little Mermaid, he won two Oscars for um, Beauty and the Beast, and I think he won two for Pocahontas as well. So, like, these films are Oscar-winning sort of movie songs, and clearly the Return of Jafar songs are not in that league. But I've seen a few of these Disney straight-to-DVD releases, uh, or straight-to-video releases, and the songs were actually of a pretty high standard for those, I would say. I I sort of was tapping my toes and quite enjoying the
0: songs. I thought most of the songs were fairly catchy. They were quite quite funny. For me, the interesting thing about the songs was how easily people were able to pick them up. (laughs) A song would start between two characters and then the third character who was not there for the first half of the song (laughs) would quite quickly pick it up. Even using recurring lines and choruses from the first half of the song that they weren't even present for. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Yes.
1: I feel like that is a bit of a Disney calling card. Like, I'm not sure (laughs) if this is the first Disney movie where that sort of thing's happened, but it was very noticeable in this one. (laughs) Yes, um, that, that that's correct. I like the song where Iago is singing with Princess Jasmine, perhaps a duet. You wouldn't have called it, you know, uh, from the first film, but they sing a duet together, and he's like singing all the reasons why she wouldn't want to be with Aladdin, using reverse psychology, and then she sings all the reasons why she would want to be with Aladdin, and you sort of got that interesting dynamic of sort of a debate. In song, perhaps.
0: I Uh, feel like Jasmine was a little fickle, rather easily manipulated in the film. Yes. It's like, no, I hate this Iago. Oh, Iago's good. Oh, no, he's singing against this. Oh, now I love Aladdin. I found it very
1: easy uh, to believe Iago's motivations in the film, and I thought they did a really good job of writing that. Much poorer job with Jasmine. (laughs) Um, Where it did seem like she was very loved Aladdin... Hated Aladdin, hated Iago, loved Iago. Like, just
0: very easily convinced one way or the other. That probably brings us to Disney princesses. Yes. Apparently there is an official list. There is an official list. Uh, some some princess-like characters didn't make the cut, yeah. but uh, Jasmine did. She's an, yeah. a, an official. Yeah, she's one of those about a nine nine Disney princesses, I think. I think nine or ten, yeah. Nine or ten, yeah. Where where would we place uh Jasmine roughly in the in the canon of uh Disney princesses? I think she is definitely one of the better looking ones. <laughs>
1: I think that's fair. I wouldn't disagree with that. Yeah. I think she's pretty good looking, Jasmine.
0: <laughs> and probably one of the best dressed. <laughs> she's up there, well, yep. along with uh, uh Ariel in that <laughs> <favorite> outfit. <laughs> yes. And in this movie, at least, seems like Aladdin
1: um, works quite well for Aladdin because she seems like quite the touchy-feely <laughs> girlfriend. She's all... they ki- Like, if you had a counter of how many times they kissed in this movie, I think it would be pretty high, especially considering Jasmine's screen time in the
0: movie. <laughs> yeah, there were some fairly intimate scenes. I was, I was wondering what the rating on this yeah. bad boy was. I was like, man, it's got to be at least PG. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: She liked touching his uh, pecs as well. (laughs) She seemed to like that. (laughs) Personality. um, And I'm trying to think back to Aladdin too. She's got a bit of an independent streak, which I quite like. She's not, doesn't just do what she's told and very timid. And she's got a bit bit of feistiness to her, which is sort of good. But she also, I guess the negative of that is she, you know, gets angry a lot.
0: Shout, she shouts a lot. So, <laughs> hmm. What? A princess being dramatic? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: unreasonable. Yeah. Uh, but no, I'd say she's definitely one of the higher princesses.
0: Yeah, I think she doesn't have the most in-depth character, but she's not a lead princess. Yes. She is a supporting character, so I think you can forgive her for that. I would ha- I would say I'd probably put her in the middle to, to high princesses. Not one of my favourites, but... Uh, yeah, we touched on the pluses of, yeah. of Jasmine in the Aladdin <laughs>
1: If I uh, had to ask out one of the Disney princesses, Jasmine would not be the one I would ask out.
0: <laughs> Begs the question, who would you
1: ask out? <laughs> um, I quite liked uh, Belle in Beauty and the Beast. She, seemed like she was quite smart, she was sort of a bit of a thinker, a bit, you know, independent, but, you know... Nice as well. Yeah. I
0: think maybe Belle. Um, That's what I was going to say. I feel like we're kind of, like, competing now for this (laughs) fictional 2D princess. Yeah. Like, oh, man, she liked me so much more than you. Oh, it was quite, like, Ariel, too. She
1: had a curiosity and sort of a bit of adventurousness to her. She is 16, though. So... (laughs) Didn't seem to bother the the guy in that film, though. So maybe it shouldn't really bother me. <laughs> and I do re- I, I just saw Tangled last year, um, and that was great. I really liked Tangled. I thought it was a really good one. And um, yeah, that Rapunzel girl, she was pretty nice too. So if you get if Belle chooses you, I'll go with Rapunzel. You've got backups. Aaron. Yeah, I've got yeah. some backups. <laughs> the unfortunate thing is, most of these
0: Disney princesses are taken. <laughs> Possibly all of them. You have some fairly iconic heroic (laughs) characters to compete with. Yes. Beyond me. (laughs) Yes. Now, something that comes up in the film is Aladdin sort of has a a nickname. He's referred to by this name uh, quite a few times in the film, and that is Street Rat. Yeah. Someone else is referred to as a street rat in something I know we're both a fan of is Rickety Cricket, and it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. Not much goes goes right for Rickety Cricket. He's no. a bit, bit down in the dumps. Hmm. Perhaps he could uh, find some consolation in, in the story of Aladdin, hmm. or specifically The Return of Jafar. Yeah. Because we know other shows and films have been prone to borrowing from Return of Jafar, yeah. I think it would only make sense if uh, It's yeah. Always Sunny with the, the next ones to do it.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. Maybe uh, make make uh, Rickety Cricket the Grand Vizier of the bar. <laughs> <laughs> that'd, that'd be good. That'd be a great episode. Yeah, I would like that. That would be, as Larry David
0: would say, pretty, pretty, pretty good. <laughs> Just dropping all kinds of other podcast references now. <laughs> I think it's on 20th. Be good if we could reference as many as possible. <laughs> so speaking of Aladdin, yeah, let's talk about him as a as a Disney hero. Yeah, is Aladdin one of your one of your favourites? Uh, I do like Aladdin. I guess he is one of my favourites now that I think about it. <laughs> yeah, I quite like Aladdin. He's quite relaxed. He's he's fairly cool. Yeah, he doesn't have the most three dimensional character. No. He's not that hilarious, but he does he does have a bit of a. Uh, Zach from Saved by the Bell vibe. (laughs) One of my other childhood favourites. So he can't can't stop
1: time. (laughs) This is my problem with Aladdin. It seems like he always gets in a bit over his head, like he just gets tangled up in these lies, and then he doesn't know how to get out of them, and it just all blows up in his face. Like he's a bit of a bungling hero.
0: Yeah, I suppose because he is from the street, mm. um, he isn't quite the knight in shining armor that some of the other the other heroes are, and I guess that's why he's a bit more relatable, a bit more of a mm. a cool kid, if you will.
1: Yeah, that's that's fair enough. Um, I still f- like. I feel like someone like the Beast in Beauty and the Beast has a bit more depth to him.
0: I would agree. Yeah. So does that take us to our, our verdict? Yes. Of Return of Japan. Yeah, let's give it a verdict. Yeah, let's do it. We'll give it a rating like we do our other films. Yeah, it's not it's not a lesser thing to be reviewed differently. Yeah, <laughs> on, from on other podcasts. Yep. What did you think of Return of the Bar? For what
1: it was, and I, it was about an hour long, <laughs> which actually I think worked quite well. I think films today tend <laughs> to put stuff in that isn't needed, uh, so it was nice for a film just to just to uh, go. You know, we've only got sixty minutes worth of story. <laughs> Let's do sixty minutes. Not, not. Let's make. Uh, let's not get our Return of Jafar
0: script, turn it into two movies that are like two hours length each. Like, <laughs> yeah, they said the runtime was sixty six minutes, and a good portion of that was trailers and credits. Yeah, so, um,
1: so I quite appreciate that. I really uh connected with the Argo quite a bit, and quite enjoyed that. I thought it was some fun songs, but not great. I don't know. I'll
0: give it seven. I'll give it a seven and a half. <laughs> I thought it went by quite quickly. It was fast-paced. There were some pretty good action scenes. I quite yeah. liked Diago's storyline. Mm. Uh, we both said we quite liked uh, Aladdin and Jasmine. And J- Jafar, Jafar is a villain. Probably the best Disney Brought villain. One of the best.
1: There's a third uh, Aladdin called King of Thieves and Jafar is in it. And it's really felt. Like <laughs> the other villain is like Aladdin's dad or something. It's yes. like it like twenty four when Jack's dad became the villain.
0: <laughs> like, a bit of a letdown after President Logan. So Yeah, the songs might not be the classic Disney songs, but they're still pretty fun and enjoyable too. Yeah. Quite like the story. I thought the the ending came quite together quite well. You had the I liked how it wasn't Aladdin. That beat Jafar at the end. And we have the the, the famous Iago ending borrowed yes, by, yeah, among borrowed others, by Wally. Wally, yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed this a lot. I'm gonna give it an eight out of ten. Well, that's good.
1: <laughs> Do you like that I've given um Return of Jafar perhaps, perhaps a higher score than Drive?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think I gave Drive seven or seven point five. So. <laughs> I think it's more reasonable than you preferring Moneyball to drive. <laughs> yeah, I think you've given Return of Jafar a score than Moneyball. <laughs> yeah, I did. So there
1: we go. This this film did not get a great Rotten Tomatoes score. No, uh, we're saying that's definitely an outlier. So should, people should check this out.
0: Yeah, perhaps Screen Verdict could uh, start the the cult following of uh, yeah. Return of Jafar. Mm, very good. See Aladdin first, though. I <laughs> wouldn't just start with Return of Jafar.
1: Okay, we've got some exciting news. It's our twentieth podcast, yeah. um, and uh, we thought we'd we'd let you fill you in on some of our uh, statistics with our podcast because I think they're pretty impressive.
0: <laughs> Firstly, we are a podcast of the world, correct? <laughs> yes, I would say so. The site Podomatic provides us with the statistic of the source of where all our downloads are coming from, Mm. Uh, not your addresses, don't worry about that, just the the country Country. (laughs) uh, country. of where we're being played and downloaded from, Mm -hmm. and there's been quite interesting results. Yeah, well, we have more than 40
1: countries have downloaded our podcast, Uh, so that's pretty exciting, (laughs) uh, that many countries. And um, obviously... Australia and the USA are our most, uh, you know, uh, uh, top countries. Uh, no surprise there. A lot of the stuff we're talking about are American things, and we're, we, we're from Australia. Third place is Sweden. Sweden. Who, in the past week, have downloaded 30, 30 <laughs> times our podcast. So very exciting. Uh, they've got technology forward, the Swedish. They're, yes. They've gotten on the podcast. Uh, we just posted our Dexter podcast, so maybe big fans of Dexter in Sweden too. <laughs> UK and Canada, then come next. Okay. English-speaking countries, are a huge job. Then we've got uh, 15 uh, downloads from Nepal and 14 from Ghana. There you go. Yeah, if you are listening to us from Ghana, Nepal or Sweden, hit up our Facebook fan page. We'd love to yeah. hear from you and uh, uh, we, we would love to hear from people from different countries or if you're from any other country, uh, Saudi Arabia's here, Morocco, Uh, Morocco, which I visited last year, France, Chile, Mexico, like all over, we'd love to hear from you because um, we'd love to hear what uh, you in different countries in the world might like to be hearing about and and what podcasts you're enjoying.
0: Yeah, we're very appreciative of the international support. So if you are up the Facebook page, we'll be uh, glad to give you a a shout out on the podcast. Yeah, we'll
1: give a shout to your country and to you and yeah, that would be very cool. Uh, Some other statistics um is we've got some very good news uh on podomatic we are in the television and film category and this past week we made the top 10 film and tv podcasts on podomatic crack the top 10 we cracked the top 10 we got uh i think seventh up to number seven up to number seven so that's pretty good only two spots off the dad's army podcast <laughs> this is a show that's 40 years old <laughs> It would
0: be good if we could beat the Dad's Army podcast, I would feel. <laughs> um, Having said that, we did bring that up, on, this up on the Return of Jafar podcast. Not the <laughs> most topical of podcasts to be <laughs> criticising Dad's Army rivals. Yeah, um, I listened to a bit of the Dad's Army podcast the other
1: day, <laughs> which I, I wanted to hear what it was like. I don't know if this was a good thing or a bad thing, because I've contributed to their listeners, yeah. <laughs> But uh, it was, um, you know, they're talking about Dad's Army. Not a bad show, and they sometimes get the directors of Dad's Army on the podcast. <laughs> it's obviously a show with uh, quite a quite a bit of a following still after forty years. I, I hope <laughs> in forty years from now, people still still listen to a Screen Verdict podcasts, <laughs> Screen Verdict reruns. In forty years time. <laughs> yeah, so that that's cool. Yeah, some very very cool news there. We, we had a very Merry Christmas because for Christmas uh, we got 35 downloads, which is our third top day of all time. So uh, uh, I could not have asked for a better Christmas present <laughs> from our screen
0: verdict uh, listeners than all those <laughs> downloads. So thanks to you guys for listening, yeah. and uh, we hope you continue to do so, and we'll catch you guys next yes, week for and another podcast. Maybe I'll be doing a Tintin one next. So if you're a fan of Tintin... Which I think there are
1: quite a few out there.
0: Look forward to that. And if not, we'll let you know uh, whether you should be. Yes. Catch you then. See ya. Bye.